my name is Miriam, your host at the Holy Life Podcast. This space is here to uplift, guide, and encourage you. As you listen in, you'll find relatable experiences, guidance, and practical tips that can help you as you navigate the difficult seasons of change, loss, waiting, whatever season you're in. Together, let's notice the ways in which God is near and how His goodness is still showing up for us in the midst of this season. Hello friends, my name is Miriam, your host here at the Holy Life Podcast. Welcome, thank you so much for listening. If you've been following along weekly, thank you so much for your support. I hope that you are being blessed and encouraged to see Christ as you listen to each story and that you can notice him and his goodness. I hope that each conversation you're finding here leads you to ultimately just seek him in a closeness with him and in God's word. So before we get started, please make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss out on next week's episode. Today, I want to share with you my personal experience with living, leaving an MLM. I wanted to share with you some fears, learnings, and practices that ultimately are helping me in my recovery from leaving from something that I felt was an unhealthy environment. It's been a few months since I've left, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't speak on this with so much emotion but that I spoke from a helpful perspective. So it's been quite a while already. And finally, I feel like I'm in a good space, in a good headspace. My heart's in a good place to be able to share this with you. Just know, though, I really am trying not to speak ill of anyone, but simply share from my perspective. This is my opinion in regards to my experience working with an MLM. I wanted to share what I've learned and what I think God has also shown me through this experience. Maybe you find yourself asking, Miriam, what the heck is an MLM? Well, here's a basic definition that I was able to find from Merriam-Webster online. It says a business, an MLM is a business structure or practice in which an individual seller earns commissions both from direct sales and from the sales of the seller's recruits of those recruited by the seller's recruits and so on. And there are very popular companies. I'm not going to name any names, but... If you Google it, I'm sure you can find many. Now, I will tell you, I truly, truly believe that most people who join an MLM really mean well and that they believe so much in their work that they truly love helping others. And those who join an MLM and that are Jesus followers, they truly see it as God's work. They are kind people. And unfortunately, they too have bought into what they are being taught. I feel called to be truthful and point out a few unhealthy patterns I noticed in hopes that it can also help you confirm that the uneasiness that you've been feeling in the spaces that you're a part of, whether it's an MLM or not, that you can feel that they are valid and that you too can walk away from it. When you do a simple MLM search, you'll find tons of articles that explain their similarities with cults. And you can even find really good videos on YouTube from people that have left really big companies and they share their experiences Now, there's a lot of fears that held me back from closing that chapter in my life in regards to being a direct salesperson for a for an MLM. I remember just being so reluctant to even look at these videos or even do a Google search because I was so immersed and on fire basically for the product that I truly believed in. And I had really bought into the business model. 
until my therapist started encouraging me to Google and do research after I had brought up certain concerns of the way that I was beginning to feel. So I want to give you a bit of a backstory. I'd been with this company since 2015 and it had started because I was in, in an unhealthy place with my weight and I was desperate to feel better. So a coworker introduced me to this company. I like the idea of being able also to make money from home or just some extra cash on the side. And more than anything, I really loved the idea that I was able to help others get healthy. I loved the way I felt and I wanted others to experience the same. And looking back, to be honest, I am so grateful for this um, because it really, what it did, it actually led me to seek therapy for childhood wounds. It's the craziest thing. God does use all of our experiences for good. And I do believe that going through this experience, it really helped me um, just address certain things from childhood. And it ultimately led me from more freedom, but through Christ. So I come to, I come from a retail management background and I've always had just a lot of fun in training and developing people. I've always just enjoyed it. I've had success in it. I've been, I believe that I had really good leaders in my life that really poured into me and really, um, helped me develop my skills in regards to training and developing people. I can quickly build rapport with people. I can empower them and coaching. And so all that was so fun to me and it came natural and it helped me make what I thought was also a good amount of money from commissions in what I saw as helping people. And I actually thought that I was helping people find freedom because that's what I kept hearing over and over. So I believed it. As I became super involved in the trainings and I used my social media platform to connect and build my client list, this honeymoon stage for me lasted only but a few months. Something in me would push back. I disliked especially, I disliked the way you're taught to market through social media. So I started disconnecting from trainings and I, you know, kind of just went like lukewarm, I guess. I stopped contact with my upline. And this was in the summer of 2018. So something in me was just not into it. And now thinking back, I realized it was the Holy Spirit nudging me. Now, both times that I have been fully in, which was recently in 2021, I have started to have a dislike in the process, all of it. And no, it's not me. I am not the problem because MLMs are taught to make you feel that way, that if you are not into it, there's something wrong with you. That you are just in your head. You're not letting yourself succeed. I don't know if that sounds familiar to any of you guys. But that's kind of what MLMs do. And you can Google stuff. You can look it up. It's all very similar. So in back to 2018. <laughs> when I was just turned off and I didn't want to really do it anymore. I went back to work at my local church in children's ministry and it was great. Everything was great. That was my dream job. I loved it. Then COVID hit. So as we chose to keep my boys home, we chose because we were homeschooling. I had to resign from my job because um, it was just a lot. It was just a lot to work in children's ministry and also homeschool. Like I didn't have enough energy. So I had to, you know, choose one or the other. And of course, I chose my children. So I had to quit my dream job. And I didn't have anything for myself. I always loved helping people. And even though I loved helping my children, I always felt like I still wanted to use my gifts to help others. And I also needed something for myself. You know, 
if you're a stay-at-home mom, I'm sure you'll feel me in this. I was in the need to help others and work. Not that I needed it, but it's just, you know what I mean? Like you felt like you're missing, like you're, you're missing something. Like you, you want to contribute to the world in one way or another. Just being at home and, you know, being a homeschool mom, like all day, it was just like, no, I needed like that one thing. So I started working this account again because I never really resigned. I just kind of kept it active and I would help whoever would ask me, but I wasn't really actively seeking any clients. Let me point out, though, that MLMs like to promote themselves as being an avenue to having your own business. But let me tell you, it's total bull caca, okay? Because actually, you're not, this is, you're not a small business owner. That's BS. And it is, you're, you're a different type of form. Like legally, if you look at taxes and all that, you're not your own business owner, owner, <laughs> Because actually, you're a direct salesperson. You're not a business owner. It is in the fine print, in the fine print, and we never read it. So here you are thinking that you're a business owner, small business owner, when it's really not your business. You get commission, and you don't even get that much commission. And you know what? Well, I did the math. I did the math, and in all the years that I was with this company, I only earned an average of like 15% commission. I think it was 15 or 16% commission. So out of all the sales I generated, the volume I generated for this company, which was a lot, I only earned a small percentage. And that's not when you, that doesn't happen when you own your own business. That's not owning your own business. (laughs) It's commission. But you don't really pay attention to that because when you get commissions weekly, you feel it's 20 or 30%. So it feels like you're balling. You're like, oh man, this is a lot of money. But now looking back, it's a lot. And let me pause when I say this. It is a lot of labor, mental labor. And nothing is worth that. 16%, it's not worth it. And no, again, you're not a business owner. You're a salesman for that company. So anyway, Back to, back to my story. I was, I started working this account again, help others because I really wanted to. I missed being in ministry and MLMs like to promote themselves as another type of ministry. And I believed it and it got super busy for me. Super, super busy, super fast. I loved people and I loved helping them feel good and healthy, but this time my mindset was just different. I was in a different space. I changed, I grew, and a lot of things happened from 2018 to 2020, 20, 20, what is it? What year are we in? 2021, 2022? I don't know. But a lot of things happened and I just was not the same. And so I started noticing in trainings that there were some strategies, some words, verbiage I was just not in agreement with. And so I started again feeling like something was pushing back, like getting turned off, you know, like losing interest in this. And I just, I I started talking to my therapist about it. MLMs encourage challenges in order to serve more people. And sometimes these challenges can be unhealthy. Um, They can be like crash dieting. It can be like workout challenges. I've never been fond of things like that. I don't like, you know, constant dieting. I don't like, um, I, I don't know that to me, like that's not a motivator. I think that if people are really ready to, to, you know, to change their behaviors, or if they're really ready to jump in, 
I don't know. Challenges to me were never just like, they never drew me in. And so I just never really went along with it. And to me, it just doesn't feel healthy. I might be wrong, but that's just my, my opinion. So, um, I sat, I was in a healing journey also with my, with body image and, I was repairing my relationship with food because I developed unhealthy eating behaviors because of, you know, losing my child and going through like surgery and, you know, a a lost, lost baby, you know, like you go through different things. And that was part of my journey. It was healing with body image and my relationship with food. And so when I would be listening about challenges, it just, it would just put a sour taste in my mouth. I did not want to partake in this. I did not want to be in those spaces. Um, but MLMs also encourage you to be vulnerable and they also encourage you to be open on social media and to show how good your life is because of the product you're using. Now I have no problem being vulnerable. You ask me a question, I will answer. I will, I'm, I try to be as authentic as I can and just be open. Um, And I love posting on social media to minister to people's hearts. I feel like I post whenever God puts words in my mouth, in my mind to put them out. And so I do. Um, And I'll never stop doing that. But I felt like it had to be a little bit more, you know, and it just it just it was a lot. So but, you know, I love I love sharing what I've been through, God's testimony through my life. And so that's why I started this podcast. But MLM sometimes shame people into doing this. And there's other people that can't do this easily. There's people that are not just naturally able to be open and honest because they've gone through stuff, right? And it's hard for them to put themselves out there. But I I just think it's sad because people that are not naturally creative or people that just don't like social media or cannot work social media well, because it just it's just not, you know, easy for them. I mean, there's older people, you know, sometimes are shamed into doing it, even if it's hard for them. And sometimes the danger is also that you have people oversharing out of open wounds. Like they're dealing with something really heavy and they're putting it out there. Like it is you're like putting yourself raw in the open. And that is so irresponsible and it makes me so sad because in an effort to keep our sales up, we tend to put ourselves out there with our raw emotions and it's just so dangerous for our hearts. I don't know. It just, it worries me because I've done it. I've done it too and I've learned so much from that and I, I'm, I may not be perfect still, right? I might still do it, but that's, that's MLM pushing that on people so they can be successful and be their own business owners. Now, I don't know. I, I just think that this type of pressure, this type of encouragement from people that are leaders in MLMs, they put people in very tender positions that they shouldn't be in publicly. Like there are just things that you should not put in your stories, you know, or on posts and it's hard to tell what it is, but we kind of sometimes as people that want to succeed in an MLM, we overstep our own boundaries and we don't honor that gut feeling that tells us don't do it. I've learned, trust me, I've learned the hard way. And if, and, and if you're not comfortable sharing, there can be comments such as, oh, you're being selfish. You're holding your gifts back from others. It's not about you. You're getting in the way of helping others experiencing true freedom and it's all said like with a joyful happy confident smile 
by people that you look up to. But you know, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth. This experience and this journey that I've been on, um, God has really, really opened my eyes to the bias I can have listening to people who look a certain way and carry themselves a certain way. So really digging into the scriptures and leaning more into God during this time helped me break that down and understand that, man, I had a blindfold and I listened to people that were like bold and were so confident that looked a certain way and you just and automatically just believe them and you even allow them to speak to you in a condescending manner because you look up to them and you respect them but why how did this even happen well i've realized that it's the way we've been conditioned because now that i'm out of it i can think back and and notice that it all started with childhood. Like, what did we watch in TV? What are the characters like in TV? What did we grow up listening to, looking at in novelas? What do the actors look like? The actresses? What are their, what's their hair color? What is their skin color? Their eye color? I mean, the movies, Hollywood, and who are the main actors? Well, I want you to take a look into these companies, these MLMs, and who are their top for performers? Who are the top performers and who are following them? MLM companies target the vulnerable, the eager to make their mark in their world woman, the woman staying at home with their kids, the one that wants to help their husband. And for some reason, also, wait, also MLMs enable women to want to be their husband's savior, their husband's hero. Now, I do have to tell you, this is my opinion. <laughs> This is my opinion and I'm opinion and I'm keeping it real. While I do understand that there are very real financial struggles and I do understand that there are families where both partners do need to work, I, I get that part. I understand that. And I know that sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But in my case, I do have to acknowledge I am very blessed. And thankfully, my husband already has a savior and it's Jesus. But I did notice that these conversations were happening like, Oh, what, what do you, how much do you want to earn? What are your dreams? The world is your oyster. Oh, I want to retire my husband. Like, it's almost like it reminded me of Eve. Like when Eve was tempted to basically go like backstab her husband, Adam. She basically was the leader. She led the way. And it just reminds me of that, that, and this is what God showed me that, I don't need to save my husband. He has a savior and it's Jesus. Now, these companies, funny enough, guess who, who they're being ran by? Well, a certain type of man. The men are usually the ones that are running this company that is targeting women like you and me. They all, all these MLMs, have an easy, simple system that you just got to follow. You can follow to gain success and you just got to work it. You got to get out of your head and preach, preach this new gospel. What do I mean by this? Well, this verse spoke to me literally when I was looking for God's confirmation to leave this MLM. In Galatians 1.9, in the M version, it says, As we have said before, so I now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel different from that which you received from us, let him be condemned to destruction. 
the more and more I have done some extensive reading, trainings on marketing tactics, especially with affiliate marketing and network marketing. I'm just not fond of the psychological manipulation behind it. And this scripture like confirmed, confirmed it to me. There's a lot of fear also driven into the way you work this business, pushed onto you to sell. And it, and it just felt like bondage to me. It felt like I was trapped. I didn't feel free. This didn't feel like freedom. And at first you think it's freedom, but then it's, but then you're like, oh no. And now if you're involved in an MLM and you're happy, great. This is, you know, good for you. But I'm just sharing from my experience. This is how I felt. This is what God revealed to me. This was very true to me. Listen to this, friends. God gave me more confirmation still. I mean, that was enough for me, but he gave me so much more. I was so grateful because as I was having lunch with a friend the other day, I was sharing with her like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this episode. And she shared a bit of what she had experienced with an MLM. And as she shared, we both found ourselves going back and forth saying, oh, my gosh, yes, the training said this. And then she'd say, oh, my gosh, they said that to me, too. Now, Mind you, they, we were not part of the same company. These were completely different companies with the same tactics, the same strategies, the same words used to get us to sell. I'm so sorry, but I do believe that all MLMs are the same. They all claim to have this amazing, life-changing product. They all offer a ground floor opportunity for you to be your own boss, which, of course, with your family in mind, they're all family oriented and they're built to work in similar ways of a, of a cult and to create a following and gain the trust of the consumer, which is like the main marketing strategy. Like if you read books, like that's what they talk about. You know, you want to create a following, you want to, you know, gain the trust of the buyer. And there's even keywords that they use um, in my life coach training classes. I mean, there's a lot of different um, strategies that you can use to coach your clients and get their buy-in. And sometimes it's with NLP and, and, you know, they use certain words to trigger something in someone's mind so that they can do what you want them to do. But anyway, that's another thing. I, I chose not to partake in that. I don't believe in that. But anyway, back to the story. I do believe that, you know, that's fine. Like you can do MLM and you can keep your heart guarded. I'm sorry, but that did not happen with me. I was not able to. I was not able to guard my heart. I learned from it. God really humbled me in the process. I learned the hard way. And this is why I'm sharing in hopes that I can also shed some light into your experience and to also validate what you're going through if you've been feeling this way. And also to let you know, don't feel so bad because I've done it too. <laughs> Um, and, and you know what happened? It was just not for me anymore. And if you ask around, you do some digging online, you will find enough stories, more than enough stories similar to mine, maybe even yours. I'm going to get to the help. Like, how do you recover? How can you leave? And what are my fears? I'm going to get to that. But you know, I, I'm pointing these things out because I want you to notice maybe similar patterns in your own experience, or maybe just certain things that maybe you're not happy with. This is why I'm kind of telling you this story so that maybe something will click for you and you're like, oh, wait, I've heard this too. And I didn't like it either. Now, here's what I also did not enjoy is that you don't rest. Your mind never rests. And for your mind to have no rest, that is not freedom. That's bondage. That's bondage. 
it's not healthy. And it wasn't for me. It was not healthy for me. At times, I found myself not feeling very present because what happens when you're doing social media is everything could be a post. There is so much pressure to keep up with the algorithms of social media too because if you have engagement, they're all potential clients one day. And gosh, it feels so gross saying this out loud, but yeah, they're, they're potential clients. Everyone's a potential client. And also, as a creative person, you don't rest because you're always creating. You're always thinking of creating. So you're not paid enough to think. You're not paid enough to not have your mind rest. That's not really, that's not really freedom. That's why I love this doing this podcast because it feels like freedom. I do it whenever I want. I do it how I want. I intentionally slow myself down because there's no sales goal. I pause before I want to engage or post, and I check my heart and my intention. And though I did that with an MLM as well, I still heard the voices of, come on, you're almost there. Don't you want to make this much? Don't you want to do this? And it just, it still felt like I had to keep up. And I'm not, now I'm not, I love it. I'm not selling anything. It feels so darn good. I don't care about no algorithm. I post when I want what I want and no one's telling me anything. This is literally just when Jesus tells me to. (laughs) Now, these companies, they promote that it's not about the money, but then you get the constant texts. Oh, my God, you're almost there, like I said earlier. And let me tell you, whether you plan to or not, you get competitive with yourself. I mean, at least me. I'm very competitive. I like I'm driven. I'm passionate about what I do. And so without you knowing it, then it becomes a bit about the money because you give yourself these huge goals. But also you keep hearing in the trainings Stuff that keeps you hooked. So after a while, you're believing what you're hearing and you're also repeating it to others. And it's so gross. And I have, ugh, it's so gross. I hate it. I'm like, I'm still working on releasing the, the grossness feeling from that because it's just, yeah. But thank you, Jesus, for his grace and his hand and his Holy Spirit never leaving me and nudging me loud enough to say no more. This doesn't feel good. It is not for me. I need to bounce. So. Now that I've given you my account of this journey, let me share that as I started to want to take that final step to resign officially from this, there were some fears I had, and maybe you can relate. Maybe you have these as well in whatever similar situation you're facing. I just wanted to share them because I don't know, it might bless you, it might help you. One of the fears I had was that I, I feared letting my client list down. I had built great relationships with some of my clients for a long time, for years. I mean, since 2015, but I had to trust God had them. I feared also the lack of extra tiny bit of income that was coming in because when I stopped working my account, I would still get payments every week, you know, from people that kept ordering product. And so it was like an extra, you know, few bucks. So I could, you know, go to lunch, go have coffee and, you know, just for fun. And so... I was so used to that, that I really feared that I wasn't going to get that. And since I'm not working out of the home at the moment, I just had to really trust that we would be okay. Now that I saw that, that money, um, it, it felt dirty to me. It felt tainted. I wanted not even one more single penny. I was like, you know what? God already changed my heart. I am done with this. I want nothing from this company. I am done. I also feared My clients not being taken care of with grace and love with whoever was going to take over. I really like that was the hardest thing. I think releasing them and saying, "Okay, Lord, you got them. You got them. And I have to believe and that they are going to be well taken care of. 
And lastly, I feared of what people would think and say about me, people in this company, the people that I had contact with because um, I, I'd been in this company for so long. But I realized that my obedience to what the Holy Spirit was leading me to do mattered more. Because to be honest, I remember the times where I have felt the Lord tell me to do something and I did the opposite. And I remember the feeling of, oh my gosh, this sucks. This is such an uncomfortable feeling. I'm sorry, Lord, that I didn't follow your guidance. I just know better now. I just cannot go against what the Holy Spirit is nudging me to do anymore. I have to listen because if not, I'm going to regret it later. And that feeling sucks so bad. And I remember this vividly. As I was washing the dishes one day, I felt the Lord tell me, now, the time is now. Like literally, I was quietly just washing the dishes and all of a sudden, now, your time is now. You need to resign now. I had been thinking about this for a while. I had been talking about it with my therapist for a while. And finally, it was time to let go. I called my friend and I shared what the Lord had revealed and she shared her own personal experience with me, which then confirmed, okay, I have to do this now. Like I called my friend and I had asked her like, hey, what do you think about this? I was washing the dishes and this and this. Can you tell me your personal experience? Like, why did you leave? And then I was like, you know what? I'm done. And so I was, I was gearing up the courage because let me tell you, I needed courage. I mean, I was signed on since 2015. So I had been getting those little bits of security of little checks. And even though my husband though would reassure me and tell me, babe, we're going to be okay. That brainwashing was deep. Okay. I felt I had nothing else going for me. I felt I needed this because my children had gone back to school and I had not been this alone since 2020. I had not been this alone. It's, it's been a long time. And it gave me something to look for and to do while at home. And I really enjoyed helping others. So it was really hard. But God in his grace led me to this verse that I want to share with you and pray that God's spirit speaks to you. In Colossians 2.8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception pseudo-intellectual babble according to the tradition and musings of mere men following the elementary principles of this world rather than following the truth the teachings of christ this was confirmation to me and i kid you not like i looked through the bible and i looked at this verse and this was like confirmation i needed to stop this i needed to resign i needed to quit so here are three things that i've learned through this experience and i want to share it with you that one, just because you're great at something doesn't mean you need to be making money doing it. Doesn't mean that it can be good for you to make a, you know, make money of it. Like you can simply be good at something and just do it. Like, for example, singing. I love singing. I'm good at it. I sing at my church, but it doesn't mean I need to be making money out of it. Like I'm at peace with that. There are seasons also. There are seasons where, yes, you must be good at something, but doesn't mean you have to do it the rest of your life. And we have to also allow those seasons to end with grace and trusting God. Two, I don't need to save my husband. I don't need to retire him or worry about providing. Jehovah Jireh is our provider and I need to trust him as he uses my husband to be our breadwinner. Now, it doesn't mean I can't work. It's more of what is my intention? Where's my heart and all this type of stuff? Like where, what is the, what is the motive that is driving me to these actions? Is it because I want to save my husband or is it because what is it? Now, we may not agree, okay? 
and you might be super invested in an MLM and that's cool. That's your journey, friend. And I don't judge it. I only speak from my experience. My heart did get lost in the mix, to be honest. So I'm just being real in hopes that someone can relate and know that you can walk away and what you can do about it. I also do, I hope that you don't miss this. I also want to acknowledge that you might be a single mom listening that doesn't have the choice but to have this side stream of income. And I get it. You might also be a married woman whose husband is irresponsible and is not stepping up to the plate. And I totally get it. And if you are, I am so, so sorry. I can imagine that that is so very difficult to go through it. I I totally understand that. But please hear my heart and know that I understand that sometimes, yes, you got to do what you got to do. I get that. And number three, what I have also learned is that any personality, entity, name it what you want, that preaches, offers a program that promises freedom or healing from anything besides the blood of Jesus and his work at the cross and is something like just offering you like the moon and the stars, it's just something to be curious about. And it's enough for you to ask the Lord to reveal through the discernment of his Holy Spirit and his word. What does this mean, Lord? Is this from you? Is this for me? I did feel like I was the perfect candidate. I was a stay-at-home mom. And now I feel like when my eyes were opened, I'm like, oh my gosh, I fell for this nonsense. Like finally, when I started watching all these YouTube videos of people's and their experiences and hearing very similar conversations and behaviors and strategies. I was like, wait, oh my gosh, they're all the same. They've all been through what I've been feeling that doesn't feel good within me. And I felt like really, truly my eyes had been open to so much deception. God confirmed it through his word that we would be okay. He confirmed it. And I'm going to share with you in first Corinthians 12, nine, it says, but he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available. Regardless of the situation, for my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. Please know that this didn't happen overnight, okay? It took some time. I think it took like maybe over a year for me to finally let this come to pass, for me to finally take this step. These thoughts I began to have, I was sharing with my therapist and she slowly encouraged me to do some research and she never really pushed me. She would kind of like just put the thought, like plant the seed until I was finally ready to do it. And little by little, as I would take my doubts and worries to the Lord, I grew convinced that this was no longer for me and I wanted out ASAP. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) It's a lot. I know it's a lot. Thank you for listening and thank you for letting me vent and thank you for being here still. (laughs) If you're still listening, thank you again for hanging with me. (laughs) I know that it's a lot and I don't know. I hope you're still here. (laughs) So I want to share with you what helped me in my recovery from this MLM hangover. That's what I like to call it. It's been quite a while now. It's been a few months. And before sharing, I had to make sure I didn't share out of anger, okay, or hurt because to be honest, I am a little bit more guarded. Okay, I am. I am guarded. I'm still healing. I'm not angry, though, but I'm very passionate about being not for these companies. (laughs) I don't know if you could hear my passion in my talking because I am very passionate about how much I dislike MLMs now. 
Okay, so I do, though, I will tell you, because I am a bit more guarded, I do limit the voices that I allow to speak into me, into my life, and to speak over me. And I do notice, like, for example, um, who I'm listening to and who I'm following on social media, especially. Now, I'm. It, this is normal, okay? Because it's going to take time for me to trust certain people again. And I want you to know that if you feel this way, it's normal. It takes time when we are, when we've been hurt, when we are recovering from something, we need a detox and we need to really protect our space and we need to protect our hearts. I'm still so grateful though, because this experience has led me to rely on the Lord and his word more than ever. Like for reals, I'm even a bit turned off into reading books. Like from certain authors, I'm like, oh, why does every single author look this way? Why am I only like, what's going on? Where are the voices? Like the more diverse voices, I I need more diversity in my life and people speaking into me and books and, you know, sermons. And so let me tell you, I am limiting so much, but it's got this, it's got me really growing this deep hunger for God's word right now where I'm really enjoying this time. I'm, I'm enjoying just focusing on God's word and his presence. So friend, if you feel shame, if you feel shame for feeling the way you feel, let me just tell you, hopefully release you that it takes time. It takes time. Okay. It takes time. And if you find yourself pressuring yourself to do or be or say, honor that feeling and give it time and don't do what you don't want to do. Okay, and limit the voices. And if you feel that way, just know that you have a sister here that is like there with you. I totally get it. And you can reach out and I, you know, you can reach out if you need help. <laughs> but um, so here's what I did, though, to kind of help me as this process was happening and what's been helping me, you know, heal one Find a support system. Firstly, a mental health professional, because I don't know how deep you're in. I don't know how much it's affected your mental, emotional well-being. It can be a very difficult thing that you are going through. So I would just firstly say, find a mental health professional. I think that was my, my main, main, main person that I talked to was my therapist. And that really helped me. Seek a friend also who's gone through something like this. Reach out to me if you need support at Miriam at theholylife.com or you can find me on Instagram at theholylifecoach. Um, and I'd love to chat with you. And I don't know if you need anything. I'm here to help you. Number two, take time to rest and take time off social media. You don't have to share so much anymore. You are free and if you feel compelled to share, check your heart and your intention first. Um, number three, take it to Jesus. As with all other things, all seasons, he promises to give you rest. So journal it out. And like I've shared before in my um, transition, uh, friendship transitions episode, write a letter out if you feel deeply about your experience. Of course, don't mail it. And number three, Take it to Jesus as with all, with all other things, all other seasons, he promises to give you rest, journal it out. And like I've shared before, write a letter. If you feel deeply about your experience, like I shared in the friendship transitions episode, um, write out a letter to this person that you feel hurt by. And of course, don't mail it. Don't send it. Okay. This is just to help you process. 
the anger, the frustration, the hurt, whatever you are experiencing. And this could be like a boss. It can be a coworker. Um, and this is an extra one, a bonus one. Okay. I had to set some very clear boundaries. What felt safe to me? What did I feel I had to do at that moment in detox? And I felt like I had to unfriend and block every single person tied to this company from all my social media accounts, even my phone. I've blocked every single person. I wanted no contact. I had to, I had to reset, reset detox from all that. And let me tell you, it may sound a little harsh, I totally understand, but know this, that there was nothing but a business connection there. I really, I never, ever, ever developed a friendship with anyone from that company. So it was easy to block them and just be done because though they are my siblings in Christ, they don't need access to me because we don't have a relationship. It was literally all business in since 2015. It just, nothing was there. It was a business relationship. Now, I know there's a saying that says, don't burn your bridges, but I want to challenge that because when something is unhealthy to you, you may have to burn that bridge and do what you think is best for you at the time. And for me, this is what I felt called to do. Now, as we near the end of this episode, my encouragement with to you is that there's a, if there's a little nudge, an inkling you're feeling, ask the Lord and look to his word and he will confirm it. He's so faithful. He's so good. And if someone who is guiding you, leading you, or if you're in spaces where you're feeling like it no longer aligns with your values or you are made to feel shame or you're love bombed to do the things you just don't feel comfortable doing, ask yourself these questions. One, is this you, Lord? Are you asking me to walk away? Two, do I want to walk away because it is challenging and it's out of my comfort zone? Is it challenging me to grow in a way I don't feel comfortable? Is that why I want to walk away? Or are you souring this for me, Lord? Three, is it triggering something from my past that needs to be addressed? Four, what are you inviting me into, Jesus? What is this? What are you inviting me? Help me not miss this. He is so faithful, friend. He will show you. And as you wait on courage and revelation of that next step, let me pray for you, okay? Jesus, thank you for your Holy Spirit that is honest, that cares for us and gives us discernment at the core of our being when something doesn't feel right. Oh my God, you are so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for choosing us and setting us apart and helping us notice when you don't want us part of something anymore. Help us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. I lift up my friend and my sister, my brother listening, that you may give them ears to hear and eyes to see their next right step. That as courage comes, they take that step necessary to remove themselves from spaces that no longer honor or serve them. God, you have given them wonderful gifts and talents. Help them to use them well in this next season that they are stepping into and into what you're calling them. Help them to develop, most importantly, a hunger, a deep, deep hunger for your word so that it can take root in their hearts and that it can just be a reminder to them in times of need, God, so that they can walk confidently knowing that the God of all things is with them at all times. In Jesus' name, amen. This was a long one, and I thank you for letting me share and I thank you for listening (laughs) and I thank you for still being here because I know it's um 
it's a lot. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to think of, especially if you're in a similar situation. And I want to thank you for listening. I, I thank you for praying with me. I hope that you're encouraged to take that step. Whatever it is that you've been feeling that you need to take, God is with you. He's got you. He promises over and over in his word that you can trust him, that you don't fear, that you don't need to fear. And I want to invite you to come back next week for another episode here at the Holy Life Podcast. So make sure you hit that follow button. Share this with a friend who needs to hear it. And reach out to me at Instagram at uh, the Holy Life Coach. If you have any questions or if you have a story you'd like to share, take care. Okay, see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Holy Life Podcast. Share this episode with a friend who needs some encouragement today. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and please follow us on Instagram at the Holy Life Coach.